I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you and taking what we want? If he had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is a special release episode, the Book of Boba Fett trailer reaction. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Fennec Shand to my Zam Westel, we've got Carl LeClaire. Oh, I love that. Oh, man alive. Talk about a... Oh, Jason, you just doing that? I'm, I'm going to throw in a curveball for our matchup at the end of the episode, and you don't even know what it's going to be. But uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you when we get to that at the end of the episode. (laughs) I think I have a guess now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, this this trailer kind of dropped on us out of nowhere. And it's so funny because I was I've been wondering, I don't know about you, Jason, but it's like, all right, that that show is coming up in like, you know, less than two months. And we still haven't seen anything for it besides some, you know, like posters and stuff. So, you know, luckily, just I think it was Monday, we got this awesome yep. trailer. Um, so we figured Yesterday at the time of this recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, we figured we'd hop on, give our quick, quick reaction and response. Um, we also have this is a special week for y'all. Uh, if, if you enjoy listening to Wampus Lair, at least, because um, we, we're going to do we have the special release episode for you. But also later this week um, on uh, Either Thursday or Friday of this week, you're going to get our next scheduled episode with Matthew Stover. We recorded with him earlier today, and my goodness, it was an awesome episode. Uh, we just we talked a lot of things Star Wars. We talked about some of the things he loves most in Star Wars. Had some great, great conversation with Matthew Stover, who of course is the author of Revenge of the Sith, among other Star Wars works. So, 
Um, we'll have a regular episode for you at the end of the week as well. Yes. Uh, so this won't won't be super long, but uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, yes. That being said, uh, we wanted to do our our new poll thing uh, that we wanted that we mm. started last uh, week. Uh, Carl, remind everybody what we're talking about. Oh, sorry, I yeah, say no, that no, as you snack <laughs> on a BlackBerry. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, right, so we're we did our first ever Would You Rather. And uh, we asked folks if they would rather spend a day exploring Skywalker Ranch or have a lunch with George Lucas. And Jason, where did folks fall on this? It was close, actually. I I, I wasn't sure how close it was going to be, and I didn't know which way it was going to break. But it was actually quite close. Um, exploring Skywalker Ranch came in with 37 votes. And having lunch with George Lucas had 31 from our our Larian listeners. So thank you, everyone, for weighing in on on this. And that was, of course, across Twitter and Instagram. So thanks for responding. But uh, Carl, where where did you fall on this? I I fell in that that close one. To me, it's close too in my heart. But I, I would have to go with Skywalker Ranch for the day. Um, and I mean, I love George Lucas, but. When you think about where George is today and his desire to be talkative about Star Wars, um, I feel like uh, it may not be the most exciting conversation today. Uh, again, George Lucas and I still feel like 1997 through 1999, George Lucas was like prime Star Wars talk George Lucas because he loved writing the prequels. And then everybody was a jerk about Phantom Menace and things started to change. Um, but that said, yeah, I, I just the allure of Skywalker Ranch, all the goodies in there, it just seems like such a creative space. Um, and, you know, the way we both came alive exploring the woods of Endor in you know Northern California, I feel like there would be something that would really get triggered from that time in that magical space of Skywalker Ranch. As hard as it is to pick that over hanging out with George Lucas. Um, but I think it's it comes down to the fact that I would get a whole day as opposed to just a lunch. Fair. So where did you uh, land? I, uh, it was so hard. I mean, honestly, the ideal situation is having lunch with George Lucas at Skywalker Ranch. That's a that's a preview for the episode later this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can't all be Matthew Stover, <laughs> right? Right. We should all just be Matthew Stover. Um, that being said, I I did choose lunch with George Lucas as much as I would love to. You know, obviously both. Uh, is the correct answer, um, <laughs> but we had to pick one. So <laughs> uh, I picked uh, having a lunch with George Lucas because I think uh, just in terms of of having a conversation with him, maybe not even necessarily specifically about Star Wars, but about his uh, storytelling process hmm. and the way that he, uh, you know, views movies as a storytelling medium and stuff like that i feel would be a fascinating conversation and just kind of getting to sort of pick his brain about about that kind of thing uh i think would be really amazing so obviously star wars would be the 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 primary mode i would have to like sort of access the those questions but um, i think just sort of the overall frame of reference that he has in terms of storytelling and and how he views movie making as uh, a medium 
to tell stories, I think would be a fascinating conversation to have. Yeah. So very true. So there you have it. And we'll, like we said, we'll have a, yeah, sorry. That's that's final numbers. Final number 38 for exploring Skywalker ranch 32 for having lunch with George Lucas and all of us who responded really wish it could be both. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thanks to everybody again for, for responding. And like I said, we'll have a matchup for you when we finish up our little breakdown of the book of Boba Fett trailer, which this show starts December 29th. Now, Jason, do you know, and I, if I don't remember if this information has been released, is the book of Boba Fett a single season thing? Like, is it just a limited series like Kenobi's going to be, or is it going to be multiple seasons or have they not even said? I, I, think it's from what i'm gathering because i don't think they have said okay but from what i'm gathering is i think this is a single season mini series that has the potential to become uh to, has the potential to have future seasons depending on how it does yeah so um i think that's where this one lies it's it's at least a mini series sure and then if it does as well as they hope it will, they might do more. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I don't think they've said specifically, though. Yeah, that seems that that does seem to track, though. And but I do know that they've they've made mention of the fact that all these series. So I think Mandalorian, the Ahsoka show, um, Book of Boba Fett, they all might be leading towards a big event. I don't know if yeah. that would be a movie. I don't know if that's going to be what, but I mean, kind of, again, kind of copying the Marvel model where everything gets interconnected very closely. It's um, going to lead to the canon version of Heir to the Empire. That's what I have a feeling of, too. And um, yeah, uh, I, I have a lot of my prediction. Folks. Yeah, I have I have thoughts about that because if if they do Heir to the Empire 2.0 without Han, Luke, and Leia, I'm going to be really disappointed. Um, I'm fine with them doing a new slant to Heir to the Empire, like because I'm I'm not totally beholden to that book. I mean, it's it I respect it for what it is in canon, but it's not my favorite Star Wars stories. Um, but that said, <laughs> I feel like Han, Luke, and Leia are kind of integral parts, so I don't know how you tell that story without them. <laughs> so, but. We will see, and it doesn't really matter if I'm. I trust them to do good stuff because that's all we've gotten. So, right, right. They haven't let me down yet. So, yep. yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, uh, overall, actually, I want to say this before we even get into the nitty gritty of the trailer, and we don't need to do a frame by frame breakdown. There's plenty of folks that yeah. are doing that for y'all, um, but I do want to say like. And, and I think we've had this conversation in light of Boba Fett's return in season two of Mandalorian. But growing up, Boba Fett was definitely one of my favorite Star Wars characters, even though he has, you know, a total of maybe a minute and a half screen time between Empire and Jedi. Um, I mean, I just loved him because as a kid, it's just he's this cool, badass looking rocketeer who's a bounty hunter. He just does what he wants. And, you know, he he takes the jobs he wants. He's. You know, I think, again, characters like this tend to be attractive to children because they represent everything you can't have, a.k.a. full full total autonomy, right? Like, right. as children, we are beholden to our caretakers. Um, yeah. so Plus, he looks cool with his armor. He looks so cool with his armor. You know, he's it's the first action figure I ever bought was by Boba Fett. Um, 
and it, it just, you know, again, it just blows my mind to think, you know, and then and, and for years, you know, I was like kind of whatever about Boba Fett. He, he seemed overrated. Like, obviously, there was all sorts of legend stories about him, um, none of which ever really clicked for me. But I will say it's just so cool to think that this character that was created in the 1978 holiday special <laughs> is now getting in 2021 his own television show. And I just think that's so stinking cool. Yeah. Here's the thing. The, Oh man, I walk in dangerous ground, Carl. I'm going to invoke the last Jedi. Um, (laughs) Do it. Luke had to fight his own legend Mm. in the last Jedi. Yep. The legend of Boba Fett that had built up in fandom over just this character, whether, you know, you know, for, for years and years before, you know, we, we got him in the prequels and even after, mm-hmm. uh, was just to me was just grossly overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, to a point where I didn't care about Boba Fett at all. The reality of Boba Fett that we are getting now is so much more interesting to me mm-hmm. than any of the legend was, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to this show. Uh, I don't, I'm hesitant to say that, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to uh, be better to me than Mandalorian is. I, I think I'll still like Mandalorian more. Um, but I am curious because I like this new path that they are charting for Boba Fett. Uh, and I like Fennec Shand as a character mm. too. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're working together on whatever this is, and we'll talk about that here in a second, has me interested. Yeah. You, you know, you have my attention at the very least, <laughs> and I'm going to take a look at this. So, um, yeah. I think, That's kind of where I'm sitting. Yeah, I think that this is a, for whatever reason, though, I feel like this is a, a safer legend to shake up than Luke. Because Luke yes. is Luke is just, I mean, he's almost a religious icon, you know, in, in right. a sense. And he meant so much to people's own sense of development that, you know, the, the route Ryan chose to take with a very adult Luke being a very adult hero um, rubbed people the wrong way because they still wanted the hero of their youth. But he's not a youth anymore. Um, I think that was a totally different thing than like taking Boba Fett, who, yes, all of his legends, unless you read every single thing or played every video game, you may not know a lot of Boba Fett's legend. And I think having Tamora Morrison back specifically has people just so psyched about the role. Um, Because Tamora Morrison loves Star Wars. He loves being in Star Wars. Yep. And how cool that two Attack of the Clones stars are back with their own TV shows in and basically in 2022, because Book of Boba Fett is obviously going to run into 2022 because it's it's just starting at the end of the year. And then Kenobi right. comes out. in 20. So, you know, you've got you and McGregor and Tamora Morrison, two of the highlights of Attack of the Clones, which is, of course, your and my top tier Star Wars. <laughs> so uh-huh. Come, uh-huh. coming at uh-huh. us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, we, we are saying this on the day that I picked up from the used bookstore Star Wars myth making. The behind the scenes of Attack of the Clones book by uh, Jody Duncan. So I'm very excited to start digging into that. It already looks cool. So. Yeah. But uh, enough about Attack of the Clones and Django Fett. 
Um, Carl, we should start talking about this yeah. trailer. What? Uh, what do you, what's your overall uh, impression of of the book of Boba Fett? I gotta say, man, I'm just I'm 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 excited. Like the trailer to me was perfect. It it gave away nothing in so mm. far as like extensive plot. Right. And I think this is where this is also kind of why I don't want to do a frame by frame, because I think that's when we, and I'm not shaming anyone who does it. Like I get that desire to do it. But I think this is when you start building up so many specific stuff about stories that we can be like, wait, they didn't do it like that. So Ooh. all that to say, I think it was the thing that really got me the the anchor, if you will, of the trailer that that sunk into me that I was like, "Ooh, this is what I'm intrigued with is that line when when Boba says Jabba ruled with fear. I'll rule with respect. It just immediately made me think of, all right, this is this is a new type of Boba Fett. This is a man who's been changed. Like he's he's kind of a man of honor, similar to the Mandalorian. I mean, and we got to remember this takes place after his encounter with Din Djarin. And mm-hmm. I feel like Din's relationship with Grogu, what he saw there, like that affected Boba. Um, and more than anything else. Boba is a different person out of the Sarlacc. You know, mm. the Sarlacc pit is essentially this is his, this is a resurrection to use like yeah. Christian terminology. He died and now he's alive again, right? Um yeah. and there was a a book series the the War of the Bounty Hunters or Bounty Hunter Wars by KW Jeter that came out in 1998. It was three books and they're all about Boba Fett after the Sarlacc pit. And I loved that book series back in the day and I actually plan to reread it this in the next two months because I kind of I just kind of want to have that story in my head, not as a way of comparing, but just more of like, oh, what did they do with Legends Boba Fett post Sarlacc Pit? And, you know, what are they doing with him now? Um, mm-hmm. And I, that's the thing that I think I'm most excited about with the show is that he went through some crazy stuff surviving the Sarlacc Pit, not to mention probably surviving outside of it. So I think that's what got me most excited is, again, it, it seems like it's going to be a really good character story. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what did it for me. That's what I'm most excited about is, is who is this new Boba Fett? Um, but what about you? What, what was your overall thought? Oh, man, my thing. You know, yes. Uh, that uh, Who is this new Boba Fett is definitely a huge question. And it's obviously a question that all of these other underworld kingpins are asking. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think that's an interesting question because these are the people that Boba Fett used to work for. And now he is one of them or trying to be one of them. And so it's going to be interesting to see how he navigates that. And then the question I have is, is he up to something? Does he have ulterior motives? Um, you know, is, is he, you know, speaking to them on face value about all this stuff? Or, or has he got a plan to, to find a way to just take over the underworld and and bring it under the the rule that he has and wants? Um, you know, I I am very curious to see how how he approaches this and how much of what we're seeing in the trailer is truth. Or the truth he wants these other kingpins to believe. You know, I'm not taking him for to be an overly deceptive person, but it's very hard to tell what's going on behind the mask. Mm. So 
Um, I, you know, it, it is just a very interesting thing because, and I think the most interesting thing about it is, like I said, he used to work for these people. Like these are people he would be hired by to do his bounty hunting jobs and all this stuff. But now he's trying to rise up and be one of them. Yeah. So, and then what is this plan that he has that's mutually beneficial to all of them? What is that? So, yeah. 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 I it's wanna... questions, lots of questions that I want answered and I want to see <laughs> answered. So, well, I think the biggest, one of the biggest questions that I have, and I feel like they will answer in the show. Uh, so just today I, I started a rewatch of season two of Mandalorian with, with uh, our buddy jazz and Jazz's favorite clone or Clone Wars uh, Mandalorian episode is you know Chapter Nine, the Marshal. Um, mm. And uh, again, what? like watching that with Jazz, I mean, I it's not my favorite, but I do really enjoy it. But I loved it even more watching it with somebody who loves it as hardcore as Jazz does. Um, but the, my like a big question I have is is Boba is very aware that Cobb Vanth has his armor. Why didn't he get it? Um, I love the shot in the trailer of those Tuscan Raiders walking in a sandstorm. I yeah. feel like so, so th- that series of books I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, uh, the uh, Bounty Hunter Wars, um, those that entire series is a forward and backward story. So you have what's going on in present day. You know, again, Boba Fett post Sarlacc pit and he ultimately gets out because he kills the Sarlacc and crawls out and then Dengar finds him and nurses him back to health. Right. Um, but the story is also intercut with this kind of backdrop of, you know, the war, this, this bounty hunter war where, Bo, you know, Boba was king and uh, Prince Sheezer is in the book, right? You have Black Sun stuff. Um, and I feel like Book of Boba Fett will definitely have some level of flashbacks. We're going to get, a, you know, a look at um, what happened to Boba once he got out of that Sarlacc pit. And I'm just so curious why he doesn't go after Cobb Vanth. Like he knows Cobb has his armor. I mean, he, he mentions Cobb by name to, to Mandalorian, you know, in, in chapter 14. Um, why didn't he go after it then? I, 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 that's just my, that's a big question I have. And, and I also genuinely think that Boba was ultimately rescued. Well, rescued might be this a strong word, but I feel like it is the Tuscans that pick him up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he becomes part of their tribe. Uh, you know, I, I recently actually in light of your visit to, to Boston a couple weeks ago, I've gotten really into early American history again. I've been reading some really great literature and I just finished a book last week about the French and Indian war. And uh, there's this great piece that this one book I read, it's a lot about how native native American peoples of, of the Northeast, a lot of times when they raided villages, they took people as prisoner and then adopted them into the tribe. And sometimes the way of, of, of that adoption process was, there was like this kind of grueling physical testing of the person to make sure that their metal matched the tribe's needs. Um, and I, I feel like we get those vibes a little bit from the, the Tuscan Raiders, right? Like um, mm. we have this impression that they're nothing but murderers because that's how they portrayed them in attack of the clones, but they're just a rugged people as, as the Mandalorian says in chapter nine, right? Their ways are rugged because they live in a rugged world. And I feel like I, I just think it'd be really neat that they take Boba in they put him through some grueling tests, but it's Boba Fett. Like he's going to pass and he's going to probably F up some Tusken Raiders in the process. I feel like he'll probably become part of a Tusken tribe. And, you know, it, it's not until the armor leaves Tatooine 
once it's out of his sights is when it's like, I got, I have to have that back now. I don't know. You know, like, so that's, that's mm. a big question I have. And I don't feel like we got any hints of it. the only hint we got of any sort of that bit from the trailer is again, that, that tiny little shot of the Tuscans walking in the, the sandstorm to me, it's like, maybe that is the ones who stumble across, you know, a naked and dying Boba in the, in the desert. Nah. Who knows? Uh, you know, or it's, uh, you know, or he's got the, plans for the Tuscan Raiders to be involved in whatever his his thing is. Yeah. You know, because you- he he does have connections with them. Hmm. So he did live with them for a while. So maybe maybe there's something about you know, helping them involved with whatever he's got planned. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah, there there's a lot of questions, you know, uh, and thankfully not a lot of answers. Right. Uh because I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding the answers in the show and not the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, I, I will say, though, the um, there's a shot in here that I love because I think we get our first actual film view of Anchorhead. And that's about the 32 second mark, 31, 32 second mark of this big massive city on Tatooine in this crater. I don't think that's Anchorhead. You don't think it's Anchorhead? Not a chance. <laughs> not, not, not trying, I sounded so rude there. It's definitely Why? not. I don't think it's – first off, I don't think it's Tatooine because, again, Chapter 9 says there's really only two big settlements in Tatooine, Maz Ezba and Maz Eisley. Doesn't, this is not either of those. That's and true. Anchorhead is just like a small gas station at the end of the day. That's all oh, Anchorhead is. That's right. You know, I mean, it's never explicit in the movie, but it's in it's in the novel. It's in the radio drama. And now, granted, maybe those things aren't considered canon anymore. But yeah, that's why I don't think it's Anchorhead. So, okay, sorry that I was such a I was such a gatekeeper there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's fair. But um, but so I, but that's why I'm excited because it's like where the hell is that? I, I'm so curious what that planet is because it looks awesome. I think it's Tatooine. I think it has to be Tatooine because he's gone back to Jabba's palace. You know, that's where he's working out of. Um, so I think it's Tatooine. I don't. I really don't. Um, I and I mean, it could be. I'm not. It's, it's hard to say you're wrong because who knows? We we have a clip of something. It's it's obviously a new place we've never seen. Um, and and that's why I just don't think it's Tatooine. I think they're going to take us somewhere new. It, it, I don't think. Mm, the whole show is going to take place on Tatooine. No, I don't think so either, but I think there's a good chunk of it that will. Yeah. Um, who do you, so I love how the trailer opens though with him saying I used to be a bounty hunter, right? So he's clearly not about that game anymore. Who do you think it is that's talking to him that says, you know, that's not what I heard. You sit on the throne of your former employer. Um, who do you think that might be? Uh, well, um, I, I would say it's probably one of these other underworld bosses, uh, you know, trying to figure out who he is. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think we're meeting a lot of good characters, uh, <laughs> you know, in this, <laughs> in this show. Um, but yeah, I, a- I do think it is, you know, the, uh, obviously, I, I'm I'm assuming it's the Ithorian that they show um when that line is is mm. spoken. I'm assuming that's who it is. I have no idea who in the world that is in terms of a character other than 
I would assume another boss of sorts, you know, or, yeah. or perhaps a major domo for one of the people that he he's speaking with later. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just just a little thing when they give us the Lucasfilm Limited logo, I love that it's the uh, like marine or the the marine green and brown of Boba Fett's armor. I just thought that was so cool yeah. how they how they did the Lucasfilm logo up in his colors. I thought that was really a neat little touch. Yeah. No, I I do the, like the look of this. Um, I mean, all we the, the creatures and yeah. characters and everything. I mean, so. the, the fact that the trailer opens with a Bomar monk is awesome to me. Yeah, I, I love yes. when we see that in uh, Return of the Jedi. So it was so cool to see another one skittering. Because the old Legends canon is those the Bomar monks were the original inhabitants of Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. And um, he took it over. And he took it over and some of them got to stay. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. The, uh, definitely got to say too, it's, you know, I think the biggest thing they're also going to explore is the, the relationship between Fennec and Boba. Right. I mean, she's, yeah. she's, she's very much settling into this right hand, um, companion to, to Boba. Um, you know, at one point I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll be the conscience of Boba Fett. But I don't think so. I mean, she, she's been a paid assassin her whole life. Um, right. A conscience and Fennec Shand doesn't, isn't two words that normally go together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the scene of them in the market square being surrounded by those, again, like cool looking Gungan shields <laughs> um, that are tinted red. <laughs> And clearly, like, you know, if somebody's trying to jump them because, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's this this sense of menace, you know, as Boba and Fennec are oh. making a name for themselves they're, in the underworld, they're, they're going to have, up. yeah, they're going to have competitors. There was something about that scene. It just made me think of uh, something from the from very early season one of Game of Thrones when Eddard Stark first goes to um, uh, the capital of uh of the kingdom i can't remember the name of it it's been a while but when he gets surrounded by the <laughs> the king's guard and he fights jamie lannister um it just it had that sense of menace like they're they are the ones kind of encroaching into enemy territory and they get surrounded and there's the shot later on where it looks like i mean fennec has like a big bruise under her eye um right like they're definitely going to get into some scuffles and already i'm seeing seeing it on the internet you know, uh, people seeing them as, you know, a potential relationship between them, like romantic. Uh, I don't care either way. I'm not opposed to a romantic relationship. My my only issue with that is, and uh, I mean, I love a good romance story. You know that, Jason. Um, I do. But I also think it's just important to me that, like, people can team up and be best friends. They don't always have to be romantic. <laughs> you know, I just... I just yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. And here's the thing. In their line of work, romances are dangerous because that's something that someone can use against you. Yeah. So, and and both of them are good at their jobs. Like, they were the tops, the top of the game for a while there. So, um, I, I think, you know, I think there's definitely a connection and Fennec feels indebted to Boba Fett because he saved her life. Um, you know, he's the one that, you know, got her back on her feet after, uh, you know, Toro Calican 
left her for dead after a gut shot in the desert. Um, so, uh, I would say there's definitely a, you know, I think it's probably more of a Han and Chewie relationship, a life debt kind of scenario, you know, than a, any sort of romantic entanglement. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I don't so. mean to imply that I, I don't like, I would be offended by it. Cause of course not. I mean, if it's, if, that's what happens. Cool. And I don't mean to like right. downplay those who, who really want it. I think that's, that's, that's totally fine. I just, it, it sometimes bugs me that it's like, well, people can have relationships that aren't romantic and still have tremendous meaning in those relationships. You know, I just, I think it's important that we always leave room for the fact that partnerships um, don't always have to be romantic partnerships to, to be incredibly right. meaningful. Um, and, and I do think like so much about how, you know, there was there there's that to me it's a very emotional moment in in chapter 14 the tragedy when boba is showing din like this is my father's armor he fought in those wars right like this was my father's mm-hmm. armor it's it's now it's my armor thank you for returning it to me right i i would love to see some level of like boba you know how does he understand him his his legacy with his father you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Fennec was around during the Clone Wars. Uh, what sort of experience? Did, maybe she even knew who Django was as well. What I just I, I'm curious what their relationship can be in that regard, too, is is they both bring such heavy histories from their own experience as a bounty hunters, as as, as assassins um, and being part of this world. What what do they what do they offer each other? You know. Um, why is she choosing to stay with him? I think is a very intriguing question. Um, why did Boba save her in the first place? Right. Yeah. Why does he care? Why does he stumble yeah. across this person dying in the desert? Well, uh, I guess right there, I, as you say that though, as I think it just immediately, it's like, is he returning the same favor that happened to him? You know, someone stranded in the Tatooine desert. He got somebody obviously helped him, whether it was Tuscan Raiders or not, somebody had to have helped him back to health is he just is he now paying that forward um if so that shows a certain level of integrity right he's not just the cold-blooded killer anymore right absolutely yeah so it's uh that's interesting it's funny how that all comes together absolutely. and uh we'll see if we get those answers or not they might just leave some questions unanswered yeah well it's always it, possible i want to say too one one other thing just to me worth mentioning is how much he takes his helmet off in the little bit of the trailer we get, yeah. um, you know, he's taking it off a lot in public, which I, again, assume he probably didn't do a lot of that in his pre Sarlacc days. You know, I don't, I mean, he wasn't a Mandalorian in the, in children of the watchway, like Din Djarin, um, like, whereas you're not allowed to take your helmet off. I think it was more of just for his own sense, like that, the face of Boba Fett was that helmet. So the fact that he's taking it on and off, I think is, is worth noting is, is again, he is, he's showing his face to people again. I mean, in every, every little clip of him sitting with, you know, other crime Lords, his, his helmet isn't on. So, you know, I imagine many of them didn't even know what Boba Fett looked like, you know? Like what his, what his human face looked like is what I mean. So yeah, that's, that's fair. There's a, there's a vulnerability to him. I mean, a vulnerability in a very dangerous world, right? I mean, at the end when they're hurling those insults and Fennec says, you know, if you spoke like this to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. And then Boba's 
follow up is, you know, I want to hear what you have to say. You know, he's he's Speak a, freely. Yeah, you know, um, he he's inviting a new type of reality to the criminal world. Yeah, yeah. That speak freely also could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is interesting. Uh, there's a lot going on there that I'm curious about, and uh, I, I am excited. Uh, it's not the thing I'm most excited about in the next coming year for Star Wars, but I am very curious to see what they're giving us and uh, where this is going to go. Yeah, because there's there are there are definitely questions, right? Uh, well, I think I know I've said that a lot, but yes, no. Well, that's the point of a trailer <laughs> is to give true. you more questions. Um, I mean, I think the the thing I feel like the the closest thing to compare this show to is obviously Mandalorian because it's bled, it's bred mm-hmm. from that. When we went into season one of Mandalorian, we knew nothing about it. The trailers gave away nothing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but ultimately, I feel like what made that show work so much is it drew us into a character's journey, right? And it wasn't the one we expected. Like, we expected it just to be tales of a bounty hunter type of a thing, right? Like a guy who goes around collecting bounties and kicking butt. Um, and I think, as you've said several times, Jason, this this book, this this series seems to be setting up that uh, Boba and Fennec are going to shake things up in the underworld. Um, so I think yeah. it, what's going to probably draw so many people in besides just the really cool fight scenes that I'm sure we're going to get is what's driving them. You know, what is their end goal? What is their purpose here? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Boba Fett in Clone Wars, the animated show, he had a purpose. Kill Mace Windu, right? He was a yeah. he was a character defined by his desire for vengeance. Um, right. Uh, you know, OT Boba Fett was defined by he's the deadliest bounty hunter in the world. You know, no one can escape him. Uh, he'll work for anybody that pays enough. That was what defined him was just being top bounty hunter. But this trailer opens with, I used to be a bounty hunter. <laughs> so who is right. he now? Who is he now? What is he after? What What is driving him? And and what drives Fennec in that quest as well? Um, right. I just, I can't wait. Let's let's not forget, Jason. Fennec Shand killed Ton Wee. Yeah, she did. Ton Wee's dead. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's. I feel like that that's on purpose, right? Bad Batch sets that up. Ton Ton Wee is killed by Boba's right hand uh, person. So. Yeah, it's true though. Uh, you know, someone who was v- instrumental in the creation of the clone army, and you know. Boba Fett's father's face being replicated over and over and over again. Um, and, and now she's dead at the hands of this woman that he teams up with all this time later, yeah. you know, yeah. how does that play into things? Right. So does she reveal the fact that she was hired to protect Omega? Right. Like, does she get pulled into this story? You know, I mean, that's why Fennec was she was paid to go rescue Omega from Ton Wee's hench or not really even Ton Wee, but more so uh, Lama Su, Lama Su who, who obviously Ton Wee is working for. But 
So d- how much of that does Fennec share with Boba? Like, hey, you've got a sister out there. Like, right? She also wasn't aged. You know, she's she's your age. She actually, I th- I feel like with the canon the way it matches up, I feel like she might be a little. No, no. Was she? No, yeah. She. I think she was created after Boba, so she's probably a little bit younger, but not I not by it, much. Hmm? I think it was with. So. I think it was yeah. with Boba. Yeah, so. maybe. Yeah, I think you might be right. But yeah, so but I mean, all, all the same. They're around the same age. So Right, right. Um, and, you know, and that happened all, you know, a lot of, you know, many years ago. So Boba might already know some of that information. Good point. Uh, yeah, that's so. A, yeah, that's very true as well. Um, who knows? Yeah. Could be part of why he does rescue Fennec. He knows who she is. He knows he yeah. knows what her history is in connection to his own. Um, so yeah, lots yeah. of lots of questions, Jason. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, do you have any? You know, I guess we could probably wrap this yeah. up. Do you have any final thoughts on this trailer? No. Again, I think it was a great trailer because it's it's got me excited and it's got me intrigued, and I think that's the beauty of any good trailer. I, I agree. I agree. I, it's got me very curious definitely you know hooked in to, to come and watch the show so i i can figure out the answers to all the questions i have um uh it looks it looks like it'll be a good show um and i'm i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they explore with this story you know who is boba fett now and what does he want yeah yeah um but uh, that being said, to close out this um, this mini episode, Carl, uh, we had a poll or a, a matchup, excuse me, that we wanted to give everybody. Uh, where, where are we going here, Carl? <laughs> so I'm going to call a quick audible because of the way you introduced us, and I'm so excited. We're going to do a team up <laughs> matchup. So oh. Django Fett and Zam Wessel versus Fennec Shan and Boba Fett. I like that. I like that. Uh, Django and Zam versus Boba Fett and Fennec. Uh, that'll be fun. Very curious to see what people think about that. Me too. Uh, all right. Well, if people want to weigh in on that matchup or give any of their thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett trailer, where can people do that, sir? Uh, we are, of course, on Twitter at Wampa's Lair. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Wampas Lair. And you can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Anything else you want to say before we close out this episode? Uh, no, I think that'll do it for me. Excellent. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to this special episode of the Wampas Lair Podcast, Book of Boba Fett trailer reaction. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampas Lair. <laughs>